Welcome to the Complete Student Podcast, the podcast designed to help you prepare for and manage college costs. Thank you for tuning in to the Complete Student Podcast. My name is Katie Mazzi, and I serve as the Manager of Community Outreach and Scholarships for Complete Financial Aid and Complete Scholarships. In this episode, I'm joined by Mrs. Kate Pergastis, who is a retired school teacher who served 15 years at East High School in the Salt Lake City School District. Prior to her retirement, Kate taught a course called Advancement via Individual Determination, or AVID, which is a college preparatory elective for first-generation students. During her time as an AVID teacher, Kate's students secured nearly $15 million in scholarships to colleges here in Utah and across the country. We asked her to join us on the podcast to discuss some of the strategies her students employed to achieve such a high level of success with scholarship applications. Thank you for being here, Kate. You're welcome. As someone who's witnessed and, of course, helped your students win so many scholarships, what advice do you have for students who are just beginning their scholarship search? One of the places where students should start is getting their FAFSA done and getting that information so that they know how much money they might be eligible for. I think it's really important for students to understand the difference between a... Stafford loan and a Pell Grant, especially for first-generation students who might not know that language. A Pell Grant is money that you don't have to come pay back. A loan is obviously money that you do have to pay back. And if you're undocumented, then Educate Utah has a wonderful website for scholarships for undocumented. Um, And many Colleges also offer funding for undocumented students. I believe that the most important thing a student can do in preparation for their scholarship search is to have a good personal statement. A personal statement that defines who they are and what their goals are, their background, where they came from, the hardships they've met and overcome, Not a story about their parents, not doing it for their parents, but a story about them and who they are as people. And um, I think that's the most important thing. So that's a perfect segue to our next question. Personal statements can be the trickiest part of scholarship applications. I think a lot of times students don't know how to necessarily start that essay or they find the process really intimidating. So what advice do you have for writing a unique and captivating personal statement? I think it's really important to start off your personal statement with a statement, something that grabs the reader's attention. Not, hi, I'm Kate Pergastis and I live in Salt Lake City, but something, your favorite quote or something that really means something to you. And then go into the story of who you are. So with my students, I would always have them break it down into five paragraphs. And they would open up with their attention grabber, something that really resonates with them. And typically it was a quote or a line from a book, um, a memory that they had. And then to continue that paragraph as defining why that quote or something is important to them. Their second paragraph was an introduction to who they are and where they came from. So I'm a first-generation 
student. My parents immigrated here from Sao Paulo, Brazil, is my story. And, um, and then their third paragraph is a hardship that they overcame and how it made them a better person. So it's not a sad story. It's a story about, um, about how their resilience um, imp- impacted who they became at this juncture. Um, I always have them talk about their aspirations and dreams and why they want to become what they want to become, why they're pursuing college. And then, um, and then I, their final paragraph is how this money will impact that goal and dream. And, um, and, and a thank you to whoever the scholarship holders are. I love that. I think so often we ask students in a personal statement to rehash or relive their trauma. And I love what you just said about, it's not about that, right? It's about talking about the empowerment piece of what they've been through. I love it. So between their academics and their home responsibilities, students have a limited amount of time to dedicate to other activities. How do you suggest students prioritize that time? So in other words, were there certain types of volunteer or extracurricular activities that you feel gave your students an advantage on scholarships? Well, definitely I feel that community service is a priority and must be a priority because if they're expecting something to be awarded them, then I think they have to be members of their own community. So that's really a vital component Also being involved in extracurricular activities puts them into their community. Uh, As far as academics go, I do believe they should enroll in AP courses, not a full load, especially if they're a struggling English language learner, but at least one because that, that AP course will show their ability for rigorous critical thinking and give them vital background knowledge for courses that they're going to take in college. And, um, but I, I do feel that uh, community service has to be on the top of their list because people who give money don't give money to people who don't contribute back to their communities. It just is the way it goes. So the Dell, the Daniels Fund, Bill Gates, those are all major philanthropists and they like people who believe in philanthropy so what were some of the go-to resources that you used with your students to find these scholarship opportunities and where would you recommend students look in their own communities the first place i have my students start is the college financial aid page I think it has a plethora of really important scholarships that are offered. And I have them do that when they're juniors in high school. And they write down their, the scholarships that they feel they're most qualified for. And they look in detail at what those qualifications are so that they can continue to build their resumes. I also look at things like Scholarship America, obviously your website, um, but Scholarship America. And then... I have them choose their community service sometimes based on some of those scholarships. So if they're applying for the scholarship through 
the Red Cross organization, then volunteer with the Red Cross. If they uh, already work at Wendy's, then look into the Wendy's scholarship. So look at your the places where you're involved and see what they are. And then another critical um, person will be your scholarship advisor at your high school. Well, I think that all of that is excellent advice. And I'm sure that parents and students both as they listen to that, um, I think a lot of that will really resonate. So we appreciate your time, Kate. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Complete Student Podcast. To learn more about paying for college, visit our websites, completefinancialaid.org and completescholarships.org. Thanks for listening.